Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call. Get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Runners take their lead of the pitch. And a line drive deep down the right field line toward the pole. It is yes! gone. It hit the pole. It hit the pole. A three-run game-tying laser by Bryce Harper. He's just tied this game up at five here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Home run call of the day. Great way to start the day always, and it's a great home run call. Tom McCarthy, Bryce Harper going deep. Thank you, Tom, for having such a great home run call. Thank you, Bryce Harper, for hitting the home run. And thank you for listening to this podcast, everybody out there. At BB Isn't Boring, the socials, Twitter, Instagram, producer Evan doing an outstanding job. Also, thank you, FanDuel. Thank you, FanDuel, for being so awesome, for being part of our cause, for powering us through the season. And thank you. To all the listeners out there who are subscribing, rating, reviewing, helping the cause, helping this this scream from the mountaintops, baseball isn't boring. It's been a great week once again, and we're going to continue to be a great week. Well, one thing, one side note that isn't so great, which is kind of sad, Shohei Atani, torn UCL, not great. That is not great. Mike Trout goes back on the injured list, not great. So those things in baseball, they happen. A little bit of a sad trombone. But still, what is great to come back to the positive, to come back to the, the passionate, come back to the, the thing that gets the blood flowing, the, the adrenaline rushing. That is when someone actually goes on a good rant. Uh, nothing like a good rant. And we got a good one today. Courtney Finnecum, our resident White Sox fan slash insider slash expert slash whatever you want when it comes to the White Sox, she jumps aboard the podcast and has a great perspective 
of what's going down in the chaotic world of the Chicago White Sox. Yes, the chaotic world of the Chicago White Sox. Put it on the bumper stickers. Listen, the White Sox, they made news just the other day. Huge news. Firing Rick Hahn, firing Kenny An- Kenny Williams, Kenny Anderson, Kenny Williams, firing both those guys, the chief decision makers, other than Jerry Reinsdorf. So this came out of the blue, and now we see what is going to happen with his team that, as I said, everybody knew needed an enema. They just needed to, to from the inside out. So there's no better person. There is no better person to go on a good rant about this. For the good, the bad, the indifferent, not the indifferent, the good, the bad, and the holy crap, this just happened, then Courtney Finnecum, friend of the baseballs and boring cause for a long time, part of our family, so we were not going to let this go by. We were not going to let this news, this Chicago White Sox news go by without a good rant from Cordy. And it's a good one. All right, everybody dig in. We got a couple more days in this week. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. We want to thank everybody. Rate, review, subscribe. Here you go. Here's Courtney. Hey, Courtney, I don't know if you know this, but Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams got fired. Did you know this? Courtney Finnegan, what's going on? Rob, always a pleasure. And today, or I should say yesterday, was an actual holiday for me Mm, yeah so i feel of all the things that i've done in my career maybe breaking this news to you that uh that rick Hahn and kenny williams had been let go as it's definitely a top 10 moment it's right up there when walking the walking the halls of the hall of fame with david ortiz but it's it's um i i knew that you first of all that you would enjoy that news there's a lot to pick through courtney so anyway i'm just gonna start here how are you feeling right now? What are your vibes? What's Courtney vibes right now? So in, in a nutshell, yesterday I was, I mean, to the roof. I had a vibe that was immaculate. I was feeling great. I'm like, even though the Sox lost in a disgusting fashion yet again last night, I still had such a different outlook on that team, knowing that two major parts of the poison has been sucked out. But now, 14, 15 hours later, reality has set in. And I've realized yet again, this is the White Sox. This is Jerry Reinsdorf. And although we've moved chairs on the deck, it might still be the same nonsense moving forward. So I'm not sure if you've heard the latest. Tony LaRusse is back as a consultant. Yeah. Whatever that, that, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> It's, it's, you know, I work on principle, Rob, you know, that I'm all about, <laughs> I'm, all about I'm all about the little things, you know, it's yeah. all about the little things me. and I feel like it's not a big deal, but at the same time, it's such a White Sox thing to put that out there. You know what I mean? Hmm. There's no reason to put that out there. Uh, yeah, it's true. Especially, <laughs> it's like here, um, this is the solution right here and which is the, to me and, you know, I have. I think I have a good idea of why that why this is a truth is that I think Tony he really lo- obviously loves to be around baseball. Like this is this is a baseball. This yeah, all, so as, as as someone who followed Tony Larusa as a consultant um, for a couple of years, whether he did it for Dave Dombrowski, he yeah. likes being around. 
He he'll, does. He'll be around a lot. You know, he'll, you know, he, people will like him. He'll chime in every once in a while, but there's no decisions that he's going to be making. I just think he, to to his last days, he's going to be around a baseball team. And and okay. I think that, Courtney, like the, the other part of this is that he's like, his health, I like, I, I keep hearing the the stories about how bad his health was when he was managing. It was crazy, much more worse than anybody had reported or said. Um, I agree. So so anyway, I mean, this isn't about Tony Russo, but I hear you. That that was one part of it, which was like, huh? Okay. It's like okay. I mean, we we had that great feeling yesterday. I mean, honest to God, the the fan base was so energized yesterday. Because first of all, as a personal note. I never thought Kenny Williams, of all people, would be gone. Mm. I knew October 2nd, Rick Hahn, he was going to be the scapegoat. He was going to be the the fall guy, which he deserves to be, of course. But I never thought they would get rid of Kenny Williams. And when they got rid of both of them, I I didn't know what to do with myself. Honest to God. (laughs) Okay, power rank for me, because I like good power ranking. Power rank, if you had Reinsdorf, Kenny Williams, Rick Hahn. Give me the in order who you would want let go uh, in in descending order. Jerry number one. Oh, sorry, I, I with, man. With both. With sorry, them, I mean, sorry, you didn't get your wish. I did not. I mean, Jerry needs to sell the team, and we we all know that. But you know, he's one part of the problem. Kenny Williams is a close second. Okay. He is, I mean, Kenny had Jerry's ear. Despite whatever you're going to hear in the media, whatever nonsense, Kenny was was the guy. So it went Jerry, Kenny, and then Rick Hahn at the bottom. So I saw, speaking of which, I saw a clip. I think it was from the White Sox podcast on NBC Sports Chicago, Chuck's podcast. Yep, and, yep. But it was a video. Um, and I, um, I apologize. who said, I didn't recognize the person who was talking. But he said that the Jake Berger thing was a Kenny Williams, Kenny Williams it decision, was. and Rick Hahn didn't want to do it, which is so, kind of crazy. From from my intel, that basically every single move that gets approved and gets made through the White Sox went through Kenny Williams, as far mm-hmm. as I know. And, and, and in this case, his his decision was going to be made through himself, and and there's nothing Correct. Rick Hahn could do. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, when I listen, I mean, there's a. I'll get my thoughts in a second because I want you to keep ranting, but it's it's. I can it, keep going. <laughs> it does, no, I know I want you to, and but it does suck the you know, that you you have a guy who goes through the deadline, makes all these decisions. It wasn't like you just stood, stood around and didn't do anything. You turn you you made all these decisions, you made all these trades, and then oh, okay, by the way, the guy who just did that, see you later. That's right. counterintuitive too. I mean, we're only what three weeks out from the trade deadline, so yeah. yeah. So anyway, I don't know. That's just uh, that's one of the trillion thoughts that we have. I want you to keep going, keep ranting, Courtney. So here, here is my thing about Rick Hahn, and I have I have encountered Rick Hahn several times. We've had a good give and take over the years. I think overall, he's a he's a good guy. He's a smart guy, but at the end of the day, people forget that this is a business. And I am someone that's a business person. You know, I am in a business that is results driven. I'm in sales. So he has had time, opportunities to succeed with this team. And he hasn't. Whether it's 90% his decision, 50% his decision, 10% his decision. He has put his face and his name out there on this team. 
sometimes you have to go down with the shit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, unfortunately, there has to be a fall guy. And I thought for sure it was going to be Rick Hahn. I did not think it was going to be the tandem of Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams. But now I'm hearing that there, and this was always my fear, that they were going to promote Chris Getz. I don't know if you're familiar with Chris Getz. He was a former player, Kansas City, White Sox. He has been in the minor leagues for a little bit, you know, working on player development, whatever that means for the White Sox. And now they're thinking of promoting him. If they do that, it's going to be the exact same nonsense. How do you as an owner not at least entertain other people outside of the White Sox spectrum? How do you not do that? How do you not interview a, a Mike Rizzo with the Nationals before he resigns with them? How do you not do that? Like there has to be a process in place to get outside eyes on this team. There has to be. Okay. And if that doesn't, it's going to be the same nonsense. So I got I got semi good news for you. Okay. Um, um, so I don't disagree. Like I don't know Chris Getz at all. I, I don't. And so, and I know I can understand from the White Sox perspective, from your perspective, there's any frustration because this is, Cordy, we all said, even before this happened, this team needs an enema. This organization needs an enema. You just need to completely turn it inside out. And, and you know, you did some of that at the trade deadline, but still, unfortunately for them, I think a lot of it, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to go. And, and I think a lot still, you know, festers and lingers and, and yep. I mean, it's you. This is the this is why managers get fired because you right. can't usually fire teams, right? But this is the problem. I don't think Pedro Gafal is the problem. I don't. I think, I, I think that he'll come back next year with an understanding of what went right, what went wrong, and he'll figure it out, right? I, okay. I, so, I do. I still yeah. think oh, in the off season, this team needs to be gutted in some way, shape, or form. That is a bad clubhouse. Bad clubhouse. Uh, with Across the board, it's a bad clubhouse. Scott Bethsendek and Ozzie Guillen hit on this perfectly in the post game yesterday. Scott Bethsendek said something beautifully. I mean, very simply, and it's the truth. You have to get high character guys on this team. And you have to get that in the front office. And that hasn't been the case. It just simply hasn't been. These, these are not baseball players. This is not a baseball organization. Dave Dombrowski is a is a quintessential baseball mind. Would you put Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams in the same category as Dave Dombrowski? No, you know I mean, Dave. yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I think I think Dave Dombrowski, you know, he certainly has his strengths, and his strengths are building contending teams. And you know, it's Absolutely. if you want to build up minor league systems, well, you're not going to do that. But the reality, Courtney, is that. You've spent money. They they wanted to take this path of spending money and be having a contending contending team. That's why you sign Andrew Benintendi. That's why you you know sign the guys that you sign. Um, but it's it, it goes back to the Jake Berger thing. You're right, but Jake Berger was part of the solution, not part of the problem. Correct, and that <laughs> drives everybody insane. He was one of the bright spots yeah. of the one, one of the few. It's crazy. And it's insane. The fact that you trade away that kind of character guy, which is exactly what we were talking about, that is a, that's the kind of guy you want to build a team around. That's him. And yeah, you know, you can debate his defense, even though it's it's gotten it's gotten better. You know, he he needs to improve in certain aspects, but that is a high character guy. And the fact that that was your big trade deadline trade is insane. 
It's insane. So, 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 so I had said I had some semi good news for you, and I don't, yes. you might not take it as good news, but I agree that you needed to you need new eyes and the Chris Getz thing, whatever. But the other guy who's attached to him is Dayton Moore. So and and so that would be the guy that you would be talking about. Now I've known Dayton for a long time. He's been on the co- podcast a couple times. He obviously won a World Series with Kansas City. He built that up, and and um, but here's the thing: one of my favorite non-White Sox World Series teams, by the oh, way, was oh the Royals, wait, right? Wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, anytime you can give a reason for Johnny Gomes to celebrate a, a championship in a parade, you know, our first podcast together, right? There my you go. First podcast, Johnny. Love, love my, love me some Johnny Gomes. Yeah, of course. that's right. Which begs the question, real quick: Are we are we running back the fantasy football league that you see? Here? I say this to you, please. Let's run it back. I, I have, I, I, I really, I, I really enjoyed it towards the ends. I cannot have my only time in the fantasy league be finishing last with those guys. Let's run it back. But we still do so. So I guess you did definitively finish last. If you're admitting to finishing last, because I, I admitted it, I don't want to admit it, but I admitted okay, it. Okay. <laughs> well, you, you have to pay, like all these all these price paying that we're seeing, like Dave Fleming having to. Maybe you can you dress up like a, a, a ball woman and like run, run, like I don't know. We got to think of a better punishment. We didn't even, even enact the punishment. Because because a coop who I love is such a sweet man. He never and you know he never inflicted a punishment on me because he's a classy classy man. He's a classy man. <laughs> All right, so, Ross, we need to run it back. Let's well, let's get the bulls well, in order. Let's do okay. This. All right, we'll run it back. But that that I'm gonna. This is perfect segue. You don't necessarily you need need someone to make the hard decisions. Like Coop didn't want to make that hard decision and give you the license plate cover that said Chicago Cubs for a year. That, that was a punishment. So, uh, but I'm going to come back to date. So, you know, you can say you know the naysayers can say, oh well, you didn't win a ton in Kansas City and and you just had that run, whatever. This is this is what I know about Dayton Moore is that I've never come across a guy who's more. Um, who prioritizes building a culture more than Dayton Moore? Like honestly, okay. and you know, and I know that like he caught heat for, yeah, um, yeah for some comments about adult films and stuff like that. <laughs> but but so but that's not what I'm talking about. Like I'm talking about you know if you go back to the pandemic, Courtney, he gave probably the most definitive speech about the importance of not gutting farm systems and gutting minor leagues and the importance of the like how this is going to really hurt baseball like and also little things like i know that he always made sure that the royals minor league managers and coaches were the best paid in baseball because that's what was a priority for them I and, love that. yeah and so um so this is what we're talking about right this is about uh, whether it's you know making sure guys show up to the the clubhouse on time, so, yep. like all of this stuff, like I've I've heard about Dayton, I've heard from Dayton, and and I don't know, you know, when you get in there with Jerry Reinsdorf, I don't know what that looks like. Exactly, right? and, and that's been my question mark too. What is being told in that dialogue of what they can and can't do? That has been my concern. And that was my concern with Pedro. You know, Pedro came in, we interviewed him. We interviewed him in January. He said all the right things to us in that interview that he was going to implement with the White Sox. Hmm. I were, it's now August 23rd. I've barely seen any of that. 
So I do question, I, it is my concern, what that dynamic looks like between Jerry and the trickle-down effect between Jerry, management, and then manager. Mm. I don't know. And that is my concern. Well, and that's why number one is the problem, you know? Well, put it this way. If you're asking me who I would rather have in this situation for what that organization needs as a team president, I would take Dayton Moore over Kenny Williams every single day of the week. I understand what Kenny Williams did back in the day and going for it and, and, and hitting some winners and stuff like that. But in terms of what this organization needs as a team president, if Jerry Reinsdorf is going to allow uh, Dayton Moore to do the same thing as Kenny Williams did, then go ahead. And we're not even, I don't even know. Like they had said, you know, I think the report was that Dayton might come along with Chris Katz. I don't know what that looks like. I, 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 I would I would hope that I would hope that it'd be that president GM dynamic, but I don't know. Um, yep. So, <laughs> and also Dayton had, uh, Dayton had Pedro. Pedro came from Kansas City. Right. Um, so, you know, you have, you know, that familiarity, whatever. I, and maybe I'm just... Putting too much eggs in this this you know report that this is going to happen. All I know is this: I'm agreeing with what you said, Cordy. Is that this has to the whether if Chris gets stays on fine, but you need you need some elements of change here, some elements of change, and some of it we know can't happen because if it could happen, it probably would happen at the deadline. Makata, yes, uh, Eloy Jimenez, um, who? Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. You know, um, you know. Dylan, so there's an argument for Dylan Cease going. He should have been traded. Yeah. You know. I, well, I think, I think, you know, I think that what they did with Dylan Cease, I, and I don't really blame him, is they said, from what I understand, they said, hey, you want Dylan Cease? This is what we need. And right. nobody was going to do it because you never know unless you ask. You know? I agree. And sometimes, <laughs> and because I do think that like Dylan Cease, I don't know how you feel. Like I feel like Dylan sees he hasn't had an unbelievable year, but still, you can't keep you need you need that guy, right? You do. You, I mean, you need pitchers to fill a, a rotation, right? I right. Mean, you can't that everybody, but I feel with the as I always said during this whole trade deadline a few weeks ago, we had a podcast about it. I would I would have kicked the tires on everybody, including mm. Luis Robert, for the right package because I just feel like this team needs a gutting. I mean, we've seen, we have seen what this alleged core can do. I mean, they're going to lose close to hundred games this year. That's I mean, crazy. I've, I've seen enough, you know, it's, <laughs> I've seen enough. I give you credit. I give you credit because on the day, on the night that, um, that these guys get fired, Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams get fired. You could have just said, Hey, you know what? Well, I got my white Sox news for today. I'm going to sort of, uh, I'm going to bathe in this for a while. I'm going to go to my happy hour and just, but then you knew, you actually knew that the White Sox. <laughs> so I give you credit. You're going I, down with the ship. I literally went to me and Rick Hahn going down with the ship. <laughs> but you, I but, just, yeah, at the end of the day, Rob, I, I really do. I, I mean, I'm a diehard White Sox fan. This is the team I grew up with. Everyone knows that. I just, I want this organization to succeed. I want them to win. But I know that this current formula is obviously not working. There's no accountability currently. There's players that simply don't care. I mean, it's obvious they don't care. And that's what makes me crazy. As a fan, you know, we're spending our time and our energy and our money to go support this team. And this is a team that doesn't care. 
So changes need to be made. I want a fresh eyes on the organization. And I want this team gutted at the end of the day. I want pieces moved in the offseason. It has to happen. It has to. Has this been, of all your years following, has this been the most uncomfortable year following them? 100%. Without a shadow of the doubt. Because remember, there were expectations put on this year. Oh, I picked up up with the Central. Right, you did. We talked, we literally had a podcast about this. We talked about it. I had them between 86 and 88 wins this year. Again, they're going to lose close to 100. Right. A problem. I wouldn't, I, 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 I use the word uncomfortable. Give me, give yeah. me some other words how you would describe, like, how this felt for you. Because I, I could say sad. I could say, disapp- I mean, disappointing is such a, it almost doesn't even do it justice. The what? <laughs> It, 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 disappointing does not do it justice. I agree with you. It it's it makes the team makes me edgy. Like I think about them and it makes my skin crawl, to be honest with you. Really? Like, yes. That is that is how much I find them to be unlike unlikable is my favorite word to describe this team. Okay. All right. They are not a likable team. You have never had a White Sox team that made your skin crawl like this team. Even the Rick Renteria years where they literally lost 100 games, they would still were like more likable and played harder during that time zone than this one. Yes. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Okay. So as, so after this news, like you said, okay, we have... Oh, forget about the Tony LaRusso. <laughs> <Like, laughs> um but we have this news. Does it, it? It does make you feel better, though. Like it feels big because for for no other reason, something had to change, and especially something that you didn't feel like was ever going to change. Absolutely, I I had a different outlook on the Sox as of last night. I felt like a lot of the poison was was gone. You know, Kenny. People don't realize from the like an outsider looking in how toxic that Kenny Williams situation was. I mean, that's a perfect word for it. It is toxic. Mm-hmm. And he is the catalyst to a lot of stuff. And the fact that he is now gone, which I never thought would happen. It's an incredible thing. And it needed to happen. It needed to happen five years ago, but I'll take right. it now. So the other news, the other news that came out the other day is that you might be able to finally go to a different park. Yeah. That's so, another yeah, so here's my thing, Courtney. Like be, being around the White Sox as I have been for like the last couple of years. Yeah, it's just depressing, man. Like it's just depressing, and 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 I know that a lot of people work hard there. So I know that game prep, the people work hard. They're doing their best, and and I think a lot of people in the media have gotten to know they do a great job. Um, but just the it's just depressing, and especially as you know, living around the corner from Wrigley. Yes. I, I you know I was introduced like like oh well you know the Cubs rule the roost, 
and the White Sox are. You really have to have the White Sox have to tr- be twice as good in order to gr- grab the attention, right? Am I wrong about that? No, that is a true fact. They absolutely right. do. Yeah. So, yeah. so with that said, it's just depressing. And part of it was, and it wasn't just because it is not even close the hardest place to get a cab slash Uber in Major League Baseball. He did talk about this. Yeah. Well, well, it's true. I want them. I want them to tear down that park, guaranteed right field, just because of that. Just for that reason alone, I mean, that really did sit, did not sit well with. No, me. I, I mean, I was, I had to like walk half a mile to a hot dog stand to try to get an Uber. It was so bad. Was I mean, so it's very bad. funny, but I get it. It's no, not- no, no, you can laugh. Uh, <laughs> but um, so when I saw that, you know, and, and the other part about what, how old is early 90s, right? That opened? Early 91, I believe it opened. Okay. Yes. I'm always, and maybe this is just because, you know, time flies by when you're having fun. But it's, it, it's when it, when they always talk about tearing down a stadium, I'm like, wasn't that stadium just built? <laughs> you know? I agree. With, I agree with that thought process. Yes. It, yeah. Yes. I, I mean, like, you were like negative five when that was built, right? Thank you for saying that. Yeah. You're yeah. Wrong. yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll stick with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but it, this was just built, but I'll say this. Hey, listen, you had your chance. You blew it. If the owner is willing to build a new stadium, you, you, this has to be part of the equation. It just, it just does, Courtney. Please agree with me. And 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 I and I do agree with you. However, I will argue, and I have argued on this podcast I that I still think guaranteed rate field with all of the remodeling that they've done aesthetically is actually a very nice ballpark. I will fight that all day long. The area is not ideal. It's gotten certainly incredibly better over the last years for sure but again this is a jerry reinsdorf situation he could have shifted the ballpark where our skyline was in center field could you imagine what that ballpark would have it would have been better it would have been better well they would have covered it up with all that shrubbery so (laughs) but 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 yeah oh this is my monty python word um so uh you but still Okay, I mean, I'm not. It's not a terrible park. It's just a uh, okay. But you mentioned what's around it, and this is my biggest thing: is that obviously Wrigley's incredible. There's so many places around there; it's unbelievable. But it, it's there's a bar across the street, you know. There is. There is. And, there's a, and there's a bar across the street, and there's a bar across the street, and I'm talking about the same bar. There's nowhere to go, although our good friends at. Um, Cork and Carry. Cork and Carry, thank you. Cork and Kelly. Cork and Carry yeah. are awesome, but you got to walk a little bit to get there. But, you know, I, I also awesome getting to know those people. And I hope they build a stadium right next to their place. But, like, look at what I just came from Washington and the Washington Stadium. When they started that off, and by the way, they also turned it, they put some hotels where so you can't see the Capitol building, which is a travesty. And oh, so, that is a travesty. I hate that. That's horrible. Uh, uh, oh, it's off. It's uh, anyway. So when that first started, there was really nothing there. There were some hotels. You go there, Courtney, it's like, it's almost as good as, I don't know, have you ever been to Atlanta? Oh, yes, I have. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Atlanta is like, they built up all these places around it. It's yeah, almost that like that. There's a ton of places. Yeah. I mean, even, okay, Coors Field, which I'm, I'll am i be in Denver next week. I mean, you walk outside Coors Field and they have that whole stripped down Blake Street that's filled with bars and restaurants. 
But here's the unique thing about Sox Park that you have to keep in mind. We have phenomenal tailgating. And that might not sound like anything to you, but that atmosphere is actually really cool. It's, it's the tailgating is phenomenal for baseball. Yes. What, how would it rate for football? So, I, you know, I, I don't go to football games. like. I oh, okay. Baseball. All right. Well, I'm just saying for baseball, you know, if if like three people are in the parking lot for tailgate for a baseball game, that's phenomenal. Like Oakland, <laughs> o- Oakland obviously, honestly has phenomenal tailgating. It's kind that of crazy. That is, yes. But <laughs> I feel like any given, at any given day, no matter what's going on with the White Sox, you walk through the parking lots to, to guaranteed rig field. I call it Sox Park, of course. And everyone grilling out, everyone kind of drinking the parking lot. It's a, it's a cool atmosphere. It, is. Kind of- the, it, has, it has a good parking lot for that. That is true. Parking lot. Yes. Great parking lot. So that kind of makes up for the lack of bars in the neighborhood, in I, my opinion. I, I, the, to, there you go. You just hit on it. Slogan. 2023 White Sox colon will make your skin crawl, but we have a great parking lot. So there you go. But that Rob put that on a T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it could fit, uh, man. Uh, all right. Well, Cordy. So the last thing is just so overall, overall, as as the voice of the White Sox people. Yes. How what what is is there now hope? Like, is there hope now as we sit here? Because you're an optimistic person. I, I feel like. <laughs> Depends. No, on the no, no. You're you 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 you, you like getting angry. But I still, do like yes, yeah. I do. Yes, but, I do. But then, but then you come back around, and the reason why you get angry is because your optimism didn't get paid off. I am an amateur psychologist, and I know this to be true. You know what? You could be my therapist. So that's exactly. <laughs> there you go. Don't, don't, don't disappoint me is basically my slogan. Don't disappoint me. You disappoint me, then I'll get angry, which I do like to get, and it's no good. <laughs> oh, there you go. Do you do not want to disappoint Courtney? Do not disappoint me. No, bad, bad idea, White Sox. Bad, bad idea. <laughs> I, I do feel. I do feel overall, uh, like like I've been saying. I mean, I really. It's the perfect way to describe it. The poison. A lot of the poison. Not all of it, but a lot of the poison has been sucked out at thirty fifth and Shields. So. Let's just get some new set of eyes in the front office. Let's get some fresh ideas. And let's move forward and make this team enjoyable again. All I can think That's- of when you're saying that is, is that scene in True Grit, where now after after the little girl is bitten by the snake, now you have to carry her like three mi- like seven <laughs> miles. That's what you have to do with the White Sox. Hey, good news. We've sucked out the poison. Now I'm going to have to carry you and, and shoot the horse. It's the truth. <laughs> it's really the truth. That's a perfect way to describe it. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listen, you're uh, you're going to Coors Field. When are, you, when are you going to those games? I So I will be there. I'm leaving Monday okay. um, and I'll be there Tuesday for Coors Field. So, okay. yes, I want to do I know you're going to be busy, but and I know you're going to be in a suite. So uh, I do want to do a ballpark review. But I also would like I like to get like man on this. I like to, for you to not man the street, but for you to like do videos like the report from here I am at. I at the uh, the uh, MGM can- cannabis shop outside, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, I'm morphing gambling and cannabis because, like, it's why a, not? 
It's the truth. I can be the boots on the street in Denver at the cannabis shop and then in the suites. And then we can have producer Evan like put it together and Instagram will never be the same. It'll never. I will literally break the Internet with that alone. I think we need to do. All right. We got a lot done today. (laughs) We did, as always. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.